No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Oh, so much to get through. So much fun we will have. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, please, by all means, patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, of course, there are a few methods you can use. Streamlabs.com slash Boogie Bumper. You can grab some of those sweet little lemons and leave those succulent little sackers in my fruit bowl, mate. Or you can head to buymeacoffee.com and purchase me a beer. And if that's confusing for you, we do have this handy informational guide. Now just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. No, I said coffee. Beer. Coffee. Beer. C-O-B-A Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. So if you'd like to do that, buymeacoffee.com slash bumper, ladies and gentlemen. Got a few things to get through. Obviously, there's been some big news over the last 24 hours. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Uh, there were people, you know, gathering in the streets. There were people lobbying government. There was a lot of commentary about it. A lot of journalists talking about it, interviewing people. A lot of people really upset, calling for boycotts and whatnot. And of course, I'm talking about the European Super League in the soccer, in the football. Huge story. Huge. So, basically, a number of teams from England and Spain. um, No, no French teams, even though Paris Saint-Germain is the best team in the world for the last four or five years. They're not winning it. And a whole bunch of teams decided, we're going to do our own competition. Fuck, fuck UEFA, fuck. Fuck world football, fuck FIFA. We're doing our own thing. Huge news. I can't believe none of you heard of it. I can't believe none of you have been paying attention to it. Like, the media's been going crazy. Oh, and also, um, some racist policeman went to jail for killing somebody. That's... But if you want to learn more about that, check out another stream. Okay, look, we have to cover it. We have to cover what was going on, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Of course, Derek Chauvin found guilty. Um, Of course, a lot of people reacting to this news. I decided to go with one reaction in particular to bring you what I think is like the true essence of the time. We really are in a moment right now where history can be determined where things can go one way or another. I mean, it's real change. There's going to be real change this time. Real change. Long-lasting change. And don't worry, when we say change, we mean it this time. It's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to work this time. Trust me. So I I thought this was an interesting reaction. This is from Martin Luther King III. And my first first thought was... um, are they just going to keep naming every son Martin Luther King? Like, is it four, five, six, seven? How, how, how many Martin Luther Kings are there going to be? Are they, do they have to keep the name alive forever, you know? Or is some rebel 
daughter in the Martin Luther King, you know, clan, is she eventually going to turn around and say, why don't we call him Jimmy? You know? And the husband will say, Jimmy Luther King. <laughs> and she'll say, yeah, yeah. No, forget the Luther, just Jimmy King. How about we call him Jimmy the King? Oh, well, I guess. Frozen Asian, wait, there's a third? Yes, of course there's a third. I, I would... I would hazard a guess that there might be a fourth as well because the third looks kind of on the older side now. I'm going to say potentially late 50s, early 60s. So there could be a fourth walking around somewhere as well that we just don't know about. So that's why I say I wonder how many how many generations are they going to continue naming the son Martin Luther? <laughs> how many are they going to have? And will any of them ever be as good as the first one? Will they ever be able to live up to those lofty heights? So uh, here's Martin Luther King Jr. the third talking on British Sky News, English Sky News, about his reaction, what he what he experienced when he heard um, the verdict be handed down yesterday in the trial of Derek Chauvin. Let's have a look. Of course, your father famously preached non-violence. We've seen a peaceful celebration in Minneapolis tonight. No sign of, of anything like we saw uh, uh, last year after the death of George Floyd by way of a reaction. It's <laughs> 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 close, huh? <laughs> do, you reckon, do you reckon he's upset or disappointed? I'm not sure. It's a little hard to tell. Unfortunately, we have not seen any riots take place. It's been mostly like, but what's the difference? Because sure, last night might have been mostly peaceful, but you called the riots where they were throwing, you know, explosive Molotov cocktails in through the windows of police stations and courthouses. You called that mostly peaceful too. So what's a what's a man to assume here? <laughs> this is the problem when you go when you want to go around pissing on everything, calling everything mostly peaceful. Now we don't really know what that means. We're just waiting for you to tell us. We can't have that. I mean, how are we supposed to get on here? So, mostly peaceful last night. Good to know. Just like the, just like it was last year. <laughs> what have you made of, of the reaction across the country to, to mm. the verdict today? Yep. I think people, first of all, were relieved. Yeah. Um, you know, just generally relieved I, mm. I had something strange to happen um in our home doesn't doesn't necessarily have the same linguistic draw as the more famous martin luther king jr does he it's not he's not quite the same level of engaging speaker <laughs> well you know what i have dream and like i want all my uh, you know the little children's out there i want them to uh, be judged for like if they're a good person or not <laughs> imagine if there would be no Martin Luther King the third, fourth, fifth, the sixth. Then they would just be Jimmy the King. Jimmy King. Yo, Jimmy. What's happening, bro? So maybe they're losing their, like, you know, enigma as we go down through the generations, perhaps? I'm not sure. Does, does it definitely doesn't have the same... How, do you think of a percentage... Let's, let's do a multiple choice here. Of a percentage of his, you know, fame and where he is in life, where, where, whatever that level is, which percentage of it do you think has been courtesy of writing that name? Would you say, press one in the chat if you think upwards of 80%, press two in the chat if you think anything below 80%. <laughs> 
What do you think? How, has he driven the wheels off that name career-wise? I don't know. 80% of the career attributed to being the third? Just curious. I don't know. Now, see, I'm just posing the question. I'm not making any, any assumption on my on my end. Uh, I, I'm here to, you know, ask around, see what people are thinking, see, figure out what makes people tick. And if you're listening to the podcast, a lot of ones in the chat, a lot of ones. In fact, it's fact, it's all ones. <laughs> I'm yet to I'm yet to see it too. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Congratulations, the audience. Awful, awful bigoted audience. Um, mods, if you're in a chat, could you all ban everybody in the chat and then ban yourselves? Use the use the stones to destroy the stones. Um, close the door on your way out. Turn off the light. Okay, just clear everybody out of the chat because it's obviously an awful, very bigoted chat. So they think most people think. In fact, all the people in the chat think that he's probably been trading on the name to a certain degree, which isn't yeah, isn't not necessarily anything wrong with that. Um, but it's a little bit like. Let's say there was like some controversial award at the Academy Awards. Imagine if instead of asking Tom Hanks about it, you asked Chet Hanks. It's kind of what the vibe is for me. When 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 the relatives of Martin Luther King Jr. are constantly like kind of dragged out by corporate media, tell us what you think. And it's like, well, you know, you may as well ask the fellow who's walking down the road. <laughs> you may you may as well ask the homeless guy living under a bridge. What's the fucking difference? It's it, just because he has the name doesn't mean he's the same person. You understand that, right? Home when the first verdict. Okay, now this is important because there were a lot of reactions. Uh, Nancy Pelosi reacted by saying we should thank George Floyd for his sacrifice, which was, <laughs> which was. <laughs> which was utterly fantastic. <laughs> which she was getting some direct feedback for on Twitter from her Democrat constituents. They were none too impressed. <laughs> they really were. They really were pissed at Nancy for that. Holy shit! <laughs> Ducks Regionist with the Nijagini. Thank you very much, sir. Very generous. Is this where I can... Is this where I donate to the... Can I buy your, I, I don't know what you mean by that, MPLS house for a dollar. Oh, Minneapolis. Oh, can I buy your Minneapolis house for a dollar? Well, that, like, all jokes aside, weren't there houses in uh, Michigan and shit that were being sold for, like, a dollar? Was it? And they're still there, you know, <laughs> not lived in? Isn't that a thing after the global financial crisis? I wouldn't surprise me. So we, we burn half of the city down. And then some very, maybe Donald Trump will buy property there. <laughs> Imagine that. They burn half of the city down and Donald Trump, you know, wanders in with security detail and says, mm, let me, let me tell you something. I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar for all of it. Uh, Mr. President, you know, don't you think, what about all of the families? Oh, deal's a deal. A dollar is on the table or I'm walking away. Next thing you know, Minnesota's owned by Trump. Getting all on, getting in on that cheap real estate. Just golf courses and uh, tacky lobbies everywhere. 
tacky gold-plated lobbies and lots, lots and lots and lots of marble everywhere. And golf courses, and that's it. We will have a few McDonald's around the place. A Taco Bell, is, of course, because you do have to get your taco bowl. So that's got to be available. We're going to transform Minnesota. And then the Minnesotans, I guess, will have to move into Texas or Florida to escape the Trumpification of their state after the cheap real estate was snapped up by the unscrupulous, hard-nosed real estate mogul. And then, they'll, yeah, like I said, they'll move into Texas or Florida. You know, I, you know, honey, I'm, you know, honey, I'm just sick of the uh, of the cold up here. It's too cold. Let's go somewhere where it's warm all year round. All right. Let's let's get back to um, number three here. I think people, first of all, were relieved, um, you know, just generally relieved. I, I had something strange to happen um, okay. in our home mm-hmm. when the first uh, verdict, uh, the, the judge read the first verdict is guilty. Um, our doors began to, one of the doors in our home just started rattling. It, it's, it's weird. It was almost like the spirit of my father and mother were here saying, okay, we're moving in the right direction. This is good. Wow. It's poltergeist. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty monumental. I mean, it sounds real, right? Obviously. So in my, so anyway, I was sitting there, I was watching the TV and they read the verdict out. Next thing you know, like, like poltergeist. The doors started shaking. Cutlery started falling to the floor in the kitchen. Drawers being open and closed. It was fucking surreal. Surreal. <laughs> we know it's spooky. So not only are we, you know, trading on our father's name, but now we're also crediting him with otherworldly events, reaching out from the grave <laughs> to signal his approval. Maybe he'll become like some kind of deity in the future so uh the third maybe he can be like a pope-like character it's his it's his job to interpret the will of martin luther king jr and he you know he reports to the followers and stuff well when we heard this verdict um father reached out and made it clear that he approved of what we're doing here and everyone goes thank god i'm glad i'm glad we're keeping the big guy happy (laughs) isn't it wonderful the ghost of Martin Luther King Jr. was moved by the Derek Chauvin verdict. This, I mean, we should get the investigators in there immediately. We were talking about Tom, uh, Tom Hanks earlier. Like, this has got to be this has got to be Da Vinci Code level shit, doesn't it? Why don't we move him in? Maybe Morgan Freeman as well. He can go too. I think they'd make a good team, a good buddy movie. To figure out what's really happening here. Maybe we send in Mulder and Scully. Maybe that'll do the trick. Doug Wade in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Wade. Uh, the guy who runs puresocialnetwork.com. Go and check it out. All right, so one more time. One more time. Maybe I misheard it. The death of George Floyd by way of a reaction. What have you made of, of the reaction across the country to, mm. to the verdict today? Yes. I think people, first of all, were relieved. Um, you know, just... Very generally good. relieved. I, I had something strange. There's to a happen, lot of if you um in our home when the first uh, verdict 
the judge, the judge read the first verdict is guilty. Um, our doors began to, one of the doors in our home just started rattling. It, it's <laughs> one of the doors just started rattling. Um, there is a lot of this going on too. If you want to be like purely objective, there is there there is a lot of this stuff that kind of reminds me, like say a Benny Hinn um, gathering. You know the the religious guy. He's he's an Indian guy, and he's like, you know, he'll bring like it's a mega. Church. He's a healer, and he will bring people up on the stage. He doesn't even bring people up on the stage. Some of Benny Hinn's stuff, the best stuff, is when he's just looking down the television camera, and he closes his eyes and he starts going. He, I swear to God, he starts doing shit like. Okay, some someone out there that is a that is a man, an alcoholic man, is watching this right now. I feel I feel your pain. I am looking inside. Yes. Now I want you to I want you to focus on the love of the light of the Lord. Okay, the man that I am talking to, you have now been cured of your alcoholism. You have been cured. And everyone goes, oh, oh, he's a genius. He's an out and out fucking genius. This guy. How does he do it? Okay, there is a there is a woman out there who is experiencing terrible pain in her leg after an accident on a bicycle. I feel I want you to know I've now taken your pain. I've taken your pain away. This is this is what he does. But when he does the live shows, there's a lot of what I saw yesterday in the clips, like a lot of collapsing, a lot of wailing, people unable to control. You know, uh, you know they lose their motor functions and stuff. Oh, and they just kind of collapse into the arms of the people around them. A lot of euphoric kind of mimicking going on. So, is it that far fetched that we're we're entering into you know religious like territory now? I don't know. I don't know. Probably is. Probably is very unfair. All right. Uh, I saw this going around earlier, and I thought, well, this is interesting. This is interesting. We can have a little look at this. Uh, a nice little, a nice little man. I love a good man on the street segment. Don't you? Nice little man on the street segment. There's a man on the street. Um, he goes to the George Floyd Memorial in Minneapolis to you know, have a little chat, put an ear to the ground, put a finger on the pulse, see what the fuck's going on down there, see what people are thinking. I love this kind of stuff. Very intuitive. Let's have a look. I'm Ami Horowitz. I'm back in Minneapolis, Ami. and the tensions are high. The city is about to explode. Okay. I'm here to find out looks, what the hell... Looks pretty peaceful there. <laughs> I'm being brutally honest. Oh, look, there's people standing around looking at something. Ooh. I mean, it's really tense out here. Oh, come on. You see, you'd see more tension of people, you know, trying to squeeze in front of each other onto a crowded bus. Look, they're just kind of standing around at this point, not doing much. Let me tell you something, Bob. I can barely hear you down here. There's mortar shells going off all around me. And let me tell you, this place is about to fucking explode. If you have a look here, there's a whole bunch of people standing here not doing anything. And this is always what happens before things get really dangerous. Okay, back to you, Bob. We gotta find some cover out here, Bob. Back to you in the studio. Everybody pray for Army. It's about to go off. It's off its tits out there. Look at it out there. It's fucking chaos, mate. <laughs> is going on what the, the hell what the hell is going on here let's have a look burn it down do you think continue. we've got to continue the movement it's a little hard to pick up but she said i look i say burn it all down because we've got to keep we've got to keep this good thing going you know 
We've got to inspire the next generation. If we can dance in the shadow of the flames of what were once our homes, I think, you know, a whole bunch of people are really going to like that. And they're going to join our movement. And it's not going to be divisive in any way, shape or form. You know, it's not, it's not going to uh, accelerate the friction between the black community and law enforcement. You know what I mean? It's not going to do that. It's definitely not for that purpose at all. I mean, you know, when we think about people who might describe themselves, you know, random people who might describe them, uh, describe themselves as, say, like trained Marxists, uh, manufacturing these kinds of divisions, which can only lead to confrontation, that's definitely not something that they've ever done. Never, never, ever. I don't know if you're aware of that. And we won't have anybody making those kinds of assumptions in the chat because just ban them because that's disinformation. We won't fucking have it here, mate. We're not having it. Uh, advocating for the city, advocating for the city to be burned down guarantees at least one thing: that you are going to put more people in the direct vicinity of police with guns who will be aiming them. That's that's what you guarantee. That's the only thing you guarantee. Is that you're going to put the crowd and the police and the riot squad and everything? You're going to put them fucking head to head again. That's what you guarantee. You're not going to. You're not winning hearts and minds because it's not really about that, is it? It's about the fight. It's about the confrontation. We've got to keep this going. So with that in mind, and you know, that would all be, you know, that's all theoretical though. Really, it's just a great fucking organisation. It's the best. The city's going to burn down? Yes, absolutely. Okay. No question about it. No. No question about it. Okay. And that'll be the least of our problems. By, by mm. burning all the city down. Yeah, we'll bigger, bigger problem is, you know, um, how do we get the trucks in to clear out the debris when all the roads are blocked. I mean, that's a huge fucking problem. Because it's all fun and it's all fun and games when the riot's actually happening. But then it's like, you know, it's like when a party goes too late. When you're when you're kicking it at a party, when you're having a fucking good time, and you're hosting and people are over and stuff, and it starts getting like one, two, three in the morning, it starts getting into that dirty hour. And you're like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm fucking crashing out. I'm going to bed. And you look around and there's like bottles and food and shit everywhere. And you're like, don't worry, we'll take care of that shit in the morning. It's important that we had this party so people can see us. So people can hear our voice. Uh, don't worry about the aftermath. We'll take care of that shit tomorrow. And whenever you do that, well, I do anyway. Whenever I think to myself, I'll take care of that shit tomorrow. I always regret not taking care of it the night before. So when we burn the city down, so our voices can be heard. I always wonder, how do we get the dump trucks into the middle part? Do we have to work our way in? That's gonna, that, I'm going to be here all day if we're doing that. This is going to take a long time to clean. Where will we live in the meantime? Who cares? Fuck it, who cares? This is about the movement. We've got to keep the movement going. That's the main thing. The lesson? I think, honestly, I'm also burning it down. Good. There shouldn't yeah. even be a trial. He should be convicted. Just skip the trials. What a waste of time. <laughs> oh, oh, can we apply it retrospectively? First call, OJ Simpson. Sorry, bud. <laughs> New rules, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> A member of the police force, the defunded police force, is going to be around to pick you up shortly. If you can, you know, at least have all personal effects removed from your person, uh, any sharp implements, anything like that. No box cutters, for example. Don't bring that. But we're coming. We're going to come around. We're going to scoop him up. Because we're not doing trials anymore. 
just guilty as guilty as charged. Would you support street justice on him? Street justice. What is yeah. what is street uh, justice? I guess it depends on your own perspective, doesn't it? What street justice is? Because for me, as a white person, street justice to me is um, it's it's falling down. <laughs> you know the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas. It's Michael Douglas in Falling Down. You know, not actually. He doesn't even actually hurt anybody in it. But he takes a baseball bat to things in a grocery store because they're overpriced. Uh, he expresses his confusion and frustration with the workers at a fast food restaurant because they won't serve him breakfast, even though it's only like three minutes past the allotted breakfast time. He's like, come on, man, I just want some fucking breakfast. I just want some goddamn breakfast. Sorry, sir, we're not serving breakfast right now. But it's three minutes past. I'm sorry, sir. We don't, we're not serving any more breakfast. <laughs> That's, that's street justice to me, but of course I'm a white person, so I don't want to speak for anybody else's experience. What is street justice in, I guess, street justice here in this respect is burning the city to the ground, which is a little, you know, it's a little more aggressive. It's a little stronger. Sends a very strong message. Y'all should have fed him to the wolves a long time ago. Mm. How many unarmed black people were killed by cops last year? Your idea? Oh. 100 plus? 100 plus. In just Minnesota? Okay. No, around the country. Uh, up on the screen, if you're listening to podcasts, up on the screen comes a statistic. It's not sourced or anything, so make of it what you will. 2020, 18 unarmed black people were killed by the police. 18. Um, our estimation, though, here on the street, thousands. Thousands. Un- unarmed thousands. black people. Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> Like destruct the whole race of, you know, the African American race. Would you the whole race. The, genocide? the eradication of an entire people. That's a good question. And now that I've been confronted with it, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I mean, <laughs> now that I've just found out what that word means, I'm going to agree with it. That's a very good question. Now that I've now that I've heard what it actually means, I'm going to say yes. That's exactly what's happening. It is a genocide, right? I don't know. I've, I've become accustomed to over the last five, ten years or so. Whenever anybody mentions a genocide, uh, they're instantly dismissed as being some kind of conspiracy theorist or dog whistler. Have you heard similar? If you mention eh, genocide, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, slow down there, buddy. Slow down there, Alex Jones. We're going to get this guy off Facebook immediately. Do you fucking hear this crazy shit? Wow. How racist. <laughs> I mean, genocide means like the targeting of one race yeah. for its destruction. Uh-huh. Do you think that's what they're doing? Genocide of, of anybody that's not white. Right. Would you call Any, it all of them. Genocide? All of them. Yeah, I think that's one word for it. Genocide? It's one yeah. word. One, well, there's... <laughs> what a comment that is. Well, that's one word for it. Well, you, I, I guess in that respect, you could call it whatever you want, couldn't you? You could call it a cheesecake. (laughs) Would you say that the riots going on right now, uh, would you say the tension that's happening right now, would you say the killing, would you say it's a genocide? Would you? Would you say it's a cheesecake? Would you say it's a KFC hot and spicy dinner for one? Yeah, I would. (laughs) Would you say now is the time, uh, Professor, for our viewers to start cracking each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? Yes, I would, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Most definitely. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. genocide. Yeah, yeah. If that's what it takes, then we have to do it. Do we need another civil war now? If that's mm. what it takes, then I believe so. And the first, yeah. the first one went so well, didn't it? It's very easy to get over the first. The first one, I mean, that's how we sort our differences out. Take up the arms. Let's go. Out of the trench and into the line of fire. Look at that. Uh, in that in that tie-dye, I-can't-breathe merchandise, you're going to have to get yourself some urban camouflage there, my love, because that's, that's far too bright, far too powerful. I wouldn't be putting my hand up to say, you know what, Civil War it is, running out looking like that. Fucking hell. Yeah. Have justice, I so. okay. Will it happen? Probably. What percent of this country are white supremacists? Say most of the country. I can't. M most, most of the country. <laughs> you hear that, white people? If you're in a chat and you're white, you're probably a white supremacist. I think this is why I advocate just banning all white people from the internet. All of them. Let's just ban white people from. Let's maybe. The only way we're, we're to get on top of this is how about what if we do something like in Stargate? You know how to keep uh, the population kind of under control? They ban them from learning how to read and write. Maybe we should start doing that for the white people. Let's ban because it seems like whenever they've got access to some kind of tablet or some kind of WordPress or some kind of you know printing press or book or whatever, anytime they've got this uh, an attempt to communicate. They're going to say something that hurts everybody else. They just can't help it. They're white supremacists. That's what they do. So maybe we should ban them from communicating in the traditional sense. Maybe that'll fix it. No need for a civil war then. Perhaps we should drive them back into the Stone Age. These awful white people. We'll ban them from reading, ban them from writing, ban them from going on television, ban them from the internet. Completely, so no internet passes for the white people because they can't be trusted. They're too dangerous. When they get on the internet, they're going to say things. And we can't have them out there saying things. It's very offensive. It's awful. Give you a number, but like... You say majority of the country. Yeah. Should we just gather up the white supremacists? Yeah. And do Street justice. justice. That would be ideal. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm not going to say anything that would directly incriminate me, but I would say that would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm celebrating. I mean... <laughs> celebration. I don't want to say... I'm not going to say anything that's getting me directly in trouble myself, but if somebody else wanted to have a crack at that, then I'm sure, you know, I wouldn't be against it. Might be a good idea. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. What do you think? Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I don't want to say we need to go start killing all white folks. But like... I don't want to say that I think every other race should be thrown in prison, but... I don't, I don't want to say that certain people should be drowned at birth, but... But... You know... <laughs> so casual. Like, I don't want to say that we should be killing all the white folks, but... Sorry, what? <laughs> but? But? Dr. 
not gonna say anything that would directly incriminate me, but I would say that would be a good idea. Okay. I don't want to say we need to go start killing all white <laughs> folks, but it's like, but <laughs> maybe they need to feel the pain in the heart. That's love. What a wonderful thought. I'm not saying we should go kill all the white folks, but maybe maybe we should just pick off a few of them so they, so they know what we're talking about here. How about this? We'll do some kind of lottery. And if your birthday falls with any combination of, like, let's say, a one and a three, we line you up. <laughs> Out you go. Got to be the sacrifice. And then we'll thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you to the white people who sacrificed themselves for the greater good, for justice. And then uh, Woody Harrelson will walk out on stage drunk, eating like a big, big bone, like some, uh, you know, a big turkey leg, like a Viking would do. He's out of shape and he'll say, you know, I believe in you. Shit like that. And then there'll be a woman with like really crazy hair who has this big scepter. She'll make a big speech and talk about how very important it is that we take, you know, a couple of volunteers from each of the groups and put them into some kind of, you know, arena where they battle it out to the death because we've got to get that bloodlust out of everybody's system, don't we? And we'll talk about what a wonderful sacrifice, what a wonderful sacrifice they've made here. Cabaret Zena chat, plot twist. That's been happening for a century. Sounds like we've got a conspiracy theorist on our hands there, Cabaret. Another dangerous conspiracy theorist has revealed himself in the chat. Well, I like to look for solutions. And one potential solution to all of this angst and anguish and nightmarish situations uh, could be upgrades in policing, ladies and gentlemen. The next the next step in policing. How about the robo-dog? Okay. We're, not to, we're not to robo-cop level. But what if, now would you be against this? Would you be against instead of having, you know, white racist police officers on the front line? Instead of that situation, what if we defund them and we'll just send in the robo hounds? And the robo hounds will wander around, they'll take everybody's picture because they've got a camera on their head. And they'll, you know, they'll and and I'm I'm afraid I have to say this, they'll wander around and bark orders at people. I mean, how good is this show, really? If you're in the audience right now, you might you must just be sitting there going, this fucking guy is a genius. This is the best show I've ever heard in my life. What a funny fucking show. <laughs> I want to be barking orders at people. Let's have a, I think I think it's a potential. Let's submit ourselves, let's submit ourselves to the AI god now so we don't have to fight later on. We'll sacrifice a few people for the greater good along the way whilst we're... And that will please the AI god. Then he'll go easy on us. I mean, isn't life better when machines are telling you what to do anyway? Aren't we already heading to that point? So let's have a look at you. I don't see what the problem could possibly be. This is crazy. Robot police dogs walking down the street. Uh, this is Rep Jamal Bowman called out the NYPD for spending money. I guess he's a Democratic congressman. I don't know if it's state or federal, but we'll find out, I guess. So all summer, we in these streets protest. We in these streets. 
protesting for black lives. We screaming black lives matter. We screaming. We're, we're marching in solidarity with people from across the city and across uh, the country. Lot, we, uh, and you know, incidentally worth pointing out, mostly white people in the crowd, honestly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say like ninety above ninety five percent white that crowd. It's got to be upwards of like 98 percent at least at least. So that's fantastic because you know why? Because we call that unity. We call that being an ally, doing the right thing. <laughs> Wonderful. We standing up to police brutality directly. Uh -huh. Yep. And what did we get in return? We got police attacking people, brutalizing people, assaulting people for just walking down the street. Mm. We got another killing of Dante Wright. We got the murder of George Floyd. And we got Breonna Taylor and so many others that we can't comprehend. We screamed defund the police so we could reallocate those resources to Robocop dogs. <laughs> it really is like a serious, it, it really is like, Take the politics out of it. Take whatever side of this debate you're on out of it. It really, it really is like a fucking player level fuck you to the crowd, isn't it? It's, it's. This is how the police say, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> People are out there chanting, defund the police, defund the police. They want to take our money away. What should we do? How about we fucking spend it on robo dogs? Fuck them. And then we'll march the robo dogs around their neighborhoods. Woof, woof, motherfucker. <laughs> Defund this bitch. <laughs> we just, thanks to you and your fucking rioting and your hurling of Molotov cocktails. Again, this is how fucking dumb it is. I suspect the people who are organizing these things know exactly what they're doing. But the, the only end is... Con is conflict when you go out there and you start, you know, rioting and breaking shop windows and stuff. You're not, you're not winning anything. You're not changing anybody's mind. The only thing you're doing is guaranteeing a conflict with law enforcement. Because if you start doing that shit, people with guns will turn up and tear gas, and they'll start forming. They'll start doing blockades in the roads, and you will be forced to confront them. Right. So, again, this is the stupidity of it. While they're out there screaming defund the police and throwing Molotov cocktails and stuff, police should get more money. They're actually guaranteeing that the police get a bigger budget. In the end, like, you will have the occasional um, complete ass clown administration. Like, say, for example, uh, didn't one of them last year actively defund? And they're like, okay, you know what? Let's do less, less, less. And then they had to re start rehiring police like six months later because it was all turning to shit very quickly. And didn't that same city institute martial law, like bring in the National Guard not that long ago as well? The same ones who were like, ah, oh, let's, who needs police? Fuck them. Who cares? You know? Didn't that just happen? <laughs> so when they, when they, when these crowds get violent, and chant things like defund the police, you know what happens? A few weeks later, police are going to be strolling through your neighborhoods with fucking millions of dollars worth of robo dogs. Here, Fido, there's a good boy. He's a good boy. He does what he's told. We could all learn something from Fido the robo dog, couldn't we? Hmm? Because <laughs> Fido does what he's told, and good boys get belly rubs. Come on, Zay. Come on, mate.
Over you come. Look at him. He's such a good boy. Good boy. You could get a belly rub too if you do what you're told. You might be lucky enough. Let's carry on. Towards something that focuses on true public health and public safety. Mm-hmm. Protesting all summer for black lives, we were under assault. People living in poverty, struggling, struggling to put food on the table, mm. keep a roof over their head, uh-huh. take care so of their So let's, let's burn the roof down instead. You know, there pe- there be people out there who struggling to put a roof over their head. So we just burn the motherfucker down. <laughs> it's, uh, it's re- it really is the only way that people are going to pay attention to the movement. We've got to keep the movement going, guys. Here's a four child care. All is going on. Mm-hmm. And now we got there damn he is. Ro- Robo puppy. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? As you know, on this show, we have covered the um, the dark, dystopian, nightmarish future landscape of when the machines take over many times here on this program. Uh, and I guess, you know, this is the lighter side of it. Sure, you will have complete, and complete you know, controls on the internet. Uh, mobility will be severely affected. You won't be able to travel anywhere without a clearance. Uh, first step is getting everybody on, you know, the vaccination register so you know wherever you go you have to prove that you've been vaccinated that gets you on the list and once you're on the list then we can uh start adjusting the form of proving how you can move around and stuff so then so then we'll just say look nobody's allowed outside unless you get permission we'll just bring that in permanently so you've got to have a good reason for leaving but at that point you still won't need you know a pass you won't need a license or anything you won't have to show your papers necessarily you just have to have a compelling story to tell the police until they change that. Because there'll be too many people who are walking around without a good reason for being outside. Hey, guys, we're trying to protect you. We're trying to keep you safe. Please return to your homes. This is for your own protection. This is RoboDog. Right? And and then after that, that's when we'll start bringing things in. Like, uh, you'll need to show your your passport, your your government-issued freedom pass in order to be on the streets. So you're going to have to have a very good reason. You might even have allotted hours that you're allowed on the street. It might say between the hours of, say, 10 a.m. and 5 p.m., that's it. After 5 p.m., curfew for you, my friend. I'm sorry, if you're out at 8 o'clock at night getting milk for the baby or something, you get pulled over, they might say, Sir, I'm sorry, sir, your pass only allows you to uh, be outside up until 5pm every single night. What are you doing here? What are you doing? Maybe we should arrest you, teach you some manners, teach you a lesson. I mean, we're trying to keep you fucking safe here. Don't you get it? This is all about your protection. It's all about your safety. Robo Puppy, on the other hand, is at least... um, It's very creepy looking. It looks like a headless dog. It does. Winning TV with a diamond. I hope my fellow Asians don't try to, you know, cook. Yes, that would be very, very dangerous. Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, head of the car patrols and host of Winning TV, dlive.tv slash Winning TV, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So, yeah, the robo dog does look hideous and frightening and (laughs) dystopian. It's headless. Its head is just a camera that makes buzzing noises at you. 
It walks past and takes your photo. And I mean, if you look at the upside here, the very next story I have from the Robo Puppy is this. Clearview AI. Do you remember about, and pardon me, my voice is fucking really bad today. I, I was fucking singing in the truck last night, probably too long, stupidly. And I woke up after a couple of hours nap and I can't fucking talk. So that was pushing it. So you think, you, you think you're right. And then you push your voice too far too soon and it punches you in the face. And I'm an idiot. Report. Clearview AI's facial recognition has been used by, get this, over 1,800 public agencies. So I think around 12 to 18 months ago on this show, we started covering Clearview AI very early on in the piece before most people had even heard about this company. And, you know, long story short, what the company does is it's developed software that scrapes the internet and social media for pictures of you. And then uh, somebody can take your picture with their phone, like with an app on their phone or, you know, their software, and it will, within fractions of a second, you know, this isn't a long, arduous place. We don't have to run his plates and wait half an hour for the result anymore. Within fractions of a second, your name, your address, where you work, because anything attached to one of to one of the photos it recognizes as you any information that's attached to any one of those is instantly scooped up as well so it'll have you you know if your facebook or a linkedin profile right for example it'll get all of that info gypsy of diamonds with the diamond vantage steals the diamond gypsy how long until it's uh disassembled for parts the robotop gypsy do you think you might come out one day and just see the robo dog like up on blocks like like a stolen car. It's just just the torso of the robo dog at its head spinning around. Robo puppy want to die. <laughs> robo puppy, they took your legs. Those savages. <laughs> they took my boy's legs. They took his legs and they left him here to die. <laughs> robo puppy, I'll save you. Let me die. I want to die a hero. <laughs> oh no, Robo Robo Puppy's come back full of. He's got graffitied again. Look at that. It says BLM fuck you pigs on it now. Oh no, Robo Puppy, you're supposed to run away from the vandals. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this Clearview AI's facial recognition has been used by over 1,800 public agencies. Like I said, we covered this about somewhere in the last 12 to 18 months. Remember, we covered the clip from um, Fox Business where Neil Cavuto was fucking taking the, the corp, you know, the, the media, the military industrial complex. He was taking their big fucking dick right down his throat violently. Um, you know, emasculating himself. Oh, isn't this wonderful? You've invented this brilliant invention. And I mean, look, I just take his photo and it instantly finds like all of his information. I mean, it's fucking amazing. How do they do it? It's disgusting. Uh, voice of Reason with the diamond. Thank you, sir. They can still make you wait 20 minutes because they can. Because they can. We'll just make you sit there. A new series of reports from BuzzFeed News. So it comes from BuzzFeed, but it's actually not not lies this time. Shows the wide net cast by shadowy surveillance firm Clearview AI 
Individuals at 1,800 public agencies, many of which are US police departments, have used its facial recognition software at, at some point over the recent years, according to data reviewed by the news outlet. In what may be the fullest accounting yet of the company's activities, reporters found that Clearview has attempted to develop relationships with a wide milieu of law enforcement agencies, including police departments, federal security agencies like Immigration and Customs Enforcement, and the US Air Force, district attorney's offices, campus security officers at various universities, and many others. Often employees have been merely tested the company's products, the result of free trials offered by the company. So it's a big across the it's across the board push by this mob. They they want to be involved in any single place that any kind of law enforcement or security is happening. They want complete and utter saturation so that every camera in the world is running this software. That's what they ultimately want. Hey, just like in China. You know, in China, they have these cameras on the street. They can take a picture of your face and instantly match you up on a government. Like, bang, there he is. Okay, there's all of his data. Well, this is one step for, like, this isn't shadowy, you know, is it illegal or not? Because the the best part about this software, right, is that all of these police uh, departments were using it, these government departments were using it, this software which can get your name, your address, uh, where you work, but it, more so than that, it can get all of that information. But then because, you know, it's linked to your social media, it can also pull up all of your contacts as well. So your friends list, and then it can do the same thing to them. So you don't even need a warrant or anything anymore. It'll scan somebody's photo on the street, scan their information, see where they work. You'll come up in its, you know, as a friend on LinkedIn or something or Facebook and then it'll scan all of your contact information as well and then look for links with you. And it can just keep going until it finds somebody it wants, right? So the best part about this software was all of these government departments and police forces and whatnot, they were using it. And do you remember the story? We, we covered this story like six months ago. They, they didn't know whether it's legal or not because the the article we were reading like casually referred to well eventually they're going to take it to people are going to take this company to court in order to determine whether or not this is constitutional i'm like well shouldn't you kind of figure that out before you roll it out no 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 all of these police departments and government agencies were all they were all they don't care they don't care if it's legal they don't care if it's constitutional if the last 24 hours has shown you anything it must have shown you that a good portion of people that, uh, you know, people in like liberal democracies and republics, a good portion of those that we entrust to run, take care of the system, be caretakers of what we've got here, a good portion of them really have no regard for legal ethics whatsoever. They'll just do it. So I've been saying on this show for so long, <laughs> people are keep like, oh, the, don't worry, the courts will save us. The, we'll, we'll get what we want through the court. They, they'll just figure out a way. Oh, they can't do that. It's illegal. It's not constitutional. They'll just figure out a way to do it anyway. They're not going to stop. It wasn't that long ago Barack Obama was the president, and maybe you were a bit young for this. Every single week they were talking about what Obama was doing being unconstitutional. Guess what? It didn't stop him from doing any of it. He just did it anyway. (laughs) He just did it. 
So people are like, ah, oh, they can't do this. They can't roll this software out across all of these government agencies. They're not allowed to do that. They haven't even figured out whether it's legal or not. Well, there, here it is. 18 fucking hundred of them have been already been doing it. They don't care. <laughs> exactly, Ernie Banks. They're just here to help. We're keeping you safe. We're protecting you. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that, let's take a quick five-minute break here. When we return, much more to get through on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around. country. Corrupt politicians bought and paid for by hypersized corporate conglomerates on one side and emotionally manipulated mindless automatons pushing you into their arms on the other. But what if I told you there was another choice? That we could end all of this in an instant. I'm Major Tom, and I want to be your president. My comprehensive Nuke America Now campaign is proven, bipartisan, and effective. Unlike all those other people offering you false platitudes about change and togetherness, I make you only one simple campaign promise. If elected, after a week-long rager to celebrate the greatest country ever known, I'll turn America's entire nuclear arsenal in on itself, and we'll make sure America goes out on top and on our own terms. The time to pretend that this country is fixable is over. It's time to elect a leader that understands our situation. So remember, vote MT2024, and let's finally give this joke the punchline it deserves. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-will Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Bill D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you 
Evening Simmer Reverend Fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant, Fun. Well, why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Yeah, coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us Wednesday night edition Daily Boogie Podcast. Much more to get through here on Wednesday night. Uh, tell you what, let's do some shooter's choice. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends, of course. Coffee Talk with Sandra. I think our communications minister in the great kingdom of Boogistan, ladies and gentlemen, Nicky Fruit Loops, I think he said in the chat earlier that he's going to be on with Coffee Talk with Sandra either tomorrow night or tonight. I don't know. Nicky, put it in the chat when you're going to be on with Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, DLive.tv slash Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, Irrational Times is off for the remainder of the week. He'll be back next week. I don't know if everyone's favorite lover of French women will be around later tonight or not. I've managed to catch the last couple of Day Waves and JJ Stoner shows, which I'm happy about, but now looking ahead, I'm probably not going to be able to watch it again for a while. I did get a couple of days of, oh, I can actually watch it, but now knowing my schedule moving forward, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to see the couple of days with the, the uh, that fucking crazy chick, man, because <laughs> that was worth it. That was a must-see. If you missed, like, the last, let's go back, like, three episodes and start there. If you missed like the last three episodes of either Daywave or JJ, uh, go back and watch the replays. It'll be worth your while. Trust me. Trust me. You'll come out of it a changed individual. Shock, shock, and fucking horror. A horror. The the horror cow of 2021. 
Fantastic. Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Victor underscore von underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, Victor. Hey, Welcome boogie, back. Guess who's back from quarantine? Guess who's back from quarantine, baby? Our boy Victor von Shroom is back from quarantine. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even gonna. I am not even going to try to pronounce that fucking name. Look at that. Ursta. Algemein, 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 Verenschieren, Verenschierung, fuck knows, fuck knows. May as well one of, it may as well be one of those ridiculous, insane Welsh names that nobody's ever gonna get right. Whatever that is, this is the band, and uh, Victor von Schrub always sends very interesting clips. This is the song called Ding Dong. Welcome back out, welcome out of quarantine, by the way, Victor. Fucking nice mullets there. We really, we really fucking bombed these people into oblivion, didn't we? Not, not, it wasn't a genocide. I'm not just talking about the buildings, I'm talking their soul. We really just fucking ravaged their spirit, didn't we? <laughs> After World War II. <laughs> they really, they really got fucking pounded hard in the end, didn't they? Look at this. We got penis shapes. Penis shapes in bird cages. Lucky she keeps your cock in a cage, mate. Isn't that nice? That's a rape solution right there. It's time to put your penis on, honey. Your master wants her rewards. But then, of course, straight after, when the woman's done with you, she removes your penis again and puts it back in the cage and locks it up. Can't use it. Sorry, mate. We'll decide when you get to strap on your fake penis. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll allow the men to retain their genitals like up until the time in which they stop growing. This is my prediction. And so when at the end of the puberty cycle, because you don't want to castrate them too early because it'll affect their hormones. So we let them get to a certain age, then we remove their genitals and we replace their genitals with like, you know, a rubber, lifelike rubber kind of silicon jobby. <laughs> and then like, we'll, we, we as the women in society and the gay men, we'll keep it and then we'll strap it to them whenever we feel like, because it's just as good as the real thing. By then the technology will be something else and the fake penises will be more pleasurable than the real ones. So. So we'll just castrate all the men once they get to of once they're of age and replace their genitals with prosthesis. That's how we solve the rape problem, I'm telling you. Thank you for the video, Victor. <laughs> Thank you for the video, Victor. So how about this? I'm in a good mood. It's uh Wednesday. Why wouldn't you be in a good mood? Everything's wonderful. Everything's going well. Everything's going swimmingly. So 
How about this? Shooter's choice. Which way would you like to go? I might end up doing two things, but what do you want to do first? So option number one is protesters harassing people who are eating dinner. It's, a one, it's one of those clips. Okay. Option number two is a follow-up from last week where, remember we played the clip on Friday of the woman who was interviewing the guy out the front of the mostly peaceful protest? And she was like, no, no, I, come over here. I'm trying to protect you, right? Remember that one? <laughs> that fucking condescending hag. And the guy was arguing, oh, yeah, go fuck yourself, you media shit. We've got a follow-up from that. She sat down and had a conversation with Brian Stelter to talk about to talk about her ordeal, her experience. Right? This, this, con- this confronting experience. These experiences that some people have where they discover that no, people don't like them as much as their mother told them they should. And it's a very, very, very traumatic thing for somebody to go through when they get to their early 30s, late 30s, whatever it is. So that's option number two. Option number three. I want you to think about this. Now, see, people are putting option, people are putting two in the chat. We haven't even, there's an option three. If you've put number two in the chat, I will allow you, if you want to, have the option, retract your two and replace it for three upon hearing the option. Upon hearing number three, okay? So I'll reserve that. The king allows it on this occasion. So option number three is a clip that was sent to me. Uh, it's about, it's an Australian clip, and it's about a man who's accused of being like a Nazi sympathizer electrician. He's an Australian guy, and he's a sponsor of Daily Stormer or Daily Stormer or Stormfront, whichever one it is. You know, that site. <laughs> He's a sponsor of them and, uh, you know, a local kind of hacky journalist outfit is chasing him down the road. Sir, sir, why are you a racist? It's one of those. But he's uh, it's the neo-Nazi electrician. So one, two or three, I'll let you decide. I maintain here on the Daily Boogie, we have the absolute best elevator music in the live streaming business. All right. The results are in. It's a three, ladies and gentlemen. It's a clear three. The people have spoken. So this was sent to me by uh, Ben K. Veritas. Thank you very much, Ben. This is exactly the kind of thing that we need to be covering here on this show. Now, this is called... um, This is called... So this is from a show called A Current Affair, which is generally reserved for the types of stories like um, my my building company ripped me off. You know, they didn't build my house, but they took my money. Something like that. Or where to buy the cheapest milk. That will be a story that they do. And they have like kind of like these paid product placements. So they'll be like, we we reviewed every single brand of bacon that you can buy in the local fresh food supermarket. Here's what our experts say gives you the crispiest and saltiest, most delicious experience, (laughs) right? It'll be like, and then they go through like the, the sort of, you know, kangaroo court style testing. And of course, one particular brand will be like, well, this clearly, this clearly is the best of the bacon. Uh, they might talk about how, you know, an old person had their, you know, 
had money taken by a, a fake Nigerian prince on an air. It's that kind of a show. I hope I've summed it up. So this, this particular video from this show is entitled Neo-Nazi Sparky, which I don't know if you use that term, a Sparky. That's what we call electrician. A neo-Nazi Sparky, and it says ADL slash Zionists versus electrician nationalist. I'm not joking. Which is interesting. This is this is the actual this is what's actually in the title of the video. ADL slash Zionist versus electrician nationalist. So is he a neo-Nazi or just a nationalist? Full stop. See, like, we're already like, oh, he, he's a nationalist. <laughs> and yes, it's the ADL slash Zionist versus... And I'm telling you, this is a, like a, this is a, a, a well-established program that's been on free-to-air TV here for decades. Decades. Over 30 years, at least. At least. Could be longer. It's been around for a fucking long time. That's the name of this story. So, this will be interesting. <laughs> Let's, let's have a little look, shall we? Simon John Hickey installs downlights and air conditioners for a living. Okay. But in his spare time, this tradie likes to ruffle a few feathers, and he doesn't <laughs> seem bothered about the nickname he's earned for his radical views. Radical. <laughs> Are you the Nazi Sparky? I'm more the Nazi Sparky. Yeah, just want to ask you about some of the pretty extreme things you're putting online. Pretty, you're putting... Mate, you, mate, you're putting some pretty extreme things on the internet. Are you the Nazi Sparky? I, and I've never liked this move. I'm sorry. I know, you know, everybody does it. But just personally, like, I don't think I could do that. I, I, hate, the foot, I hate the footage of seeing somebody be chased down the road by a film crew. It's just so tacky. And anyway. Sparky? I'm more than Nazi Sparky. Yeah, just want to... Like, it's, it's so cheap. It's such a cheap way of, like, doing getting a gotcha because, you know, normally what happens is they'll just edit everything out except the questions and, like, maybe two or three words of a response. Everybody knows this trick. Everybody does it. Sir, why are you a Nazi? And then they'll just clip. Like, he might have spoken for 30 seconds or a minute there. You just don't know. And I wish I could say, oh, it's exactly as it, as it was presented, but it never, ever, ever is. Because <laughs> that's not what it's for. It's about painting someone as first like a coward. Like, so they're running away. We're shaming. They won't stand up for their views. So, like, the, you know, and I, I'm not even really defending this guy. I'm defending, you know, the fucking intelligence of the audience here to see through this shit, you know? So it's about like chasing him down and they're like, oh, you're. I mean, think of this premise. In the first five seconds of the clip, they say, oh, he's not ashamed. He's not afraid. He just puts his grotesque racist views online and he doesn't even care if you know. And then they do the hacky thing of like trying to make it look like, oh, he's ashamed and he's running away and he doesn't want to answer our questions. It's so dumb. But it works for dumb people. Dumb people love this shit, man. They lap it up. But whatever. All right, let's carry on. Ask about some of the pretty extreme things you're putting online. Oh, no. This is Simon John Hickey, electrician, Trump supporter. Electrician, Trump supporter. Did you hear the music, too? <laughs> 
I'm one of the Nazis, Barky. Yeah, just want to ask about some of the pretty extreme things you're putting online. And the reporter, the reporter is doing like... This is the reporter does have the correct move. He's got a fucking cocky shit-eating grin because you... Because that's the other thing they don't tell you about this this kind of um, filming, this kind of, you know, gotcha journalism. It's all about getting a response out of the guy. He he wants the guy to take a swing at him. He would never admit it. But if the guy takes a swing at him, all of a sudden this footage goes fucking viral. Everybody's playing it in other countries and shit. And they go, look at this reporter game being, being attacked by this neo-Nazi, right? It's like the gold. It's like finding the pot of rainbow, uh, the pot of gold at the end of the fucking rainbow. You know what I mean? So if this, if he can coax a fucking reaction out of this dude, holy shit, cha-ching. We're out, we are on the road to fucking the easy life from here on out, boys. This is going to be great. So, so he's doing the correct thing. He's doing everything he can. The big fucking shit-eating grin, which I laughed at. I thought, you fucking cheeky cunt. <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. I'd have to say you're pretty fucking happy with yourself, aren't you, for this? But I think I would probably laugh too at the because it's silly, the absurdity of it. But anyway, let's carry on here. <laughs> Simon John Hickey, electrician, <laughs> Trump supporter. Yes, oh yeah. News, yes, also a Trump supporter, of course. As you know, uh, the I mean, look at that. See what I mean? Look at. The, Look at that smile there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's very proud of himself for this work. Accosting this electrician on the street. Very good, good reporting. Good journalism. Well done. So <laughs> another one in the bank. So yes, of course, he's a transit. We have to mention. He's a white nationalist. He's a Nazi. He's also a Trump supporter. And everybody, because they, they imagine everybody in the audience looking at each other going, I knew it. I knew it, Doreen. I, I knew that was coming. Did you hear that, Shazza? Mm -hmm. Trump supporter, you were right. Of course I was right. They're all like this. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> so thank you for me. Thank you for keeping us informed, corporate media. CNN, fake news. Neo I think you just called him. Oh, no, he didn't call him fake news, did he? I think he did. This is Simon John Hickey, Did electrician, Trump supporter. On your fake news, mate. Your <laughs> fake news, mate. Oh. CNN, fake news. Neo Nazi. Neo Nazi. What's with these neo Nazis these days? They don't even shave their fucking head. What's that about? You know what I mean? They, didn't there used to be some kind of fucking code? You had to shave your head, wear big boots. You had to look like a 1980s punk in the uh, London, specifically a London punk from the 1980s. Right, shorts, chain, a chain going around from like the front of your shorts to the back of the shorts. Uh, if not a shaved head, then at least like some kind of mohawk situation. Tats, face tats preferably if you got them. Definitely neck tats, but hopefully face tats, like a tear or something. A little cross you know, on your cheek or behind your ear. That might be that might be more your style. What happened to them? Now they're, now they're guys who wear grey cardigans. <laughs> they're guys who run... They're guys who run businesses and wear grey cardigans. You know, and, and a blue dress shirt. It's bizarre to me. And, pardon me, are those car keys? Oh, my goodness. 
what the fuck is happening here? They might even be corduroy jeans for all we know. What the hell is what what the hell has happened to this once proud white white pride community, huh? They've gone fucking downhill. They they're just letting the riffraff in now, aren't they? I mean, really, what are we worried about? Has anybody ever been afraid of anyone wearing a cardigan? I don't think they have. And I'm not about to start now. I'm not going to hand my fear. I'm not going to hand over my fear to these cardigan wearing fucking white supremacists. Fuck no. Fuck no. You know, I'm not going to see the cardigan cardigan being marched around and, and fear as they goose step down the main road. Absolutely not. Nobody's ever been afraid of anybody at a cardigan before, and we will continue to live and die by that fucking principle here on this show. Fuck the cardigans, that's what I say. Not the band. The band's pretty good. I'm losing my favorite game. That was a cool song. So we don't hate the cardigans. We hate the Nazis who wear cardigans. And we also hate their cardigans too. I don't think it's lies. I think you're putting stuff online that's really offensive, oh. racist. I, th- I think you're putting stuff online that's really offensive. Oh, I'm sorry, little boy. How awful! For, how how awful for you this must have been. <laughs> look at the little look at this little flash that we just caught. That was a completely accidental pause, by the way. Oh, he's he's a trad guy. Okay. But I mean, it's just a meme. It's really not that. I, I just can't imagine being that upset by a page on the internet. You know, I don't. I don't think it could upset me that much. Even if it was, you know, all white people need. I'm, maybe we're used to it now. I don't know. Maybe we've been desensitized to it. But I'll, I'll actively look for those kinds of articles where it's some kind of whacked out professor saying something like, oh, we need to wipe out all the white men. I'll look for that because I think it's fucking hilarious. So maybe I'm the idiot here. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I'm pretty sure most of the people in the chat are probably of similar mind, like kind of approach the internet in the same way. Why is it a certain little group of people that like, no, 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 we need to control everything that happens out there for all of you. You're not good at, you're not smart enough to tell the difference. If you see something on the internet, you're probably going to just believe it. We need to protect you from yourself. What the fuck is that? I've said it before and I'll say it again. In my opinion, the last sort of gift that the boomer generation will leave the world before they, you know, before their flame is extinguished in a matter of years now, uh, the last thing that they will do for us will be to fucking completely ruin the internet. They're going to bring in like laws and regulations and they'll start, you know, you know what? We need to really need to protect people from this hate speech online and that's how it starts. And then, you know, 10 years from now, the the internet may be unrecognizable. It might be unrecognizable because all of these governments will start bringing in these very restrictive laws. And next thing you know, it's a pile of shit. It's a great big fucking pile of shit. And the wild west you know, atmosphere that we kind of all grew up with and got used to, uh, that'll be a memory only. It's just my opinion. It's my my opinion. It's what I suspect could possibly, very possibly happen in the next 10 years or so. The boomers just before. So they've fucked up so much. They've fucked up so much for us here in the current day. 
But just before they leave, oh, sorry, one more thing on the way out. And then they just cut the mainframe to the internet. And they go, okay, see you later. And we're left there to pick up the pieces. You know what I mean? I think that could be on the way. I mean, you know, I just think you're putting very offensive things on the internet. Oh, fucking please. Please chase the guy down the street because he put something on in, on Facebook that you find offensive. Fuck a bit. Don't we have any real criminals in this? I guess it's a it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? On the one hand, I don't like the idea that there are these cardigan, cardigan-wearing white supremacists just strolling around amongst us. I don't like that idea. But on the upside, I love the idea that the, the most dangerous thing that we have going on in this country is some guy who wears a cardigan uh, posting memes on Facebook. That's nice, isn't it? When you think about it. So I never really buy the, um, you know, I, I can understand if things are offensive to people. That's not the concern. And I, look, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody either. I genuinely don't. I wish everybody took me sarcastic as, a, as sarcastic as I intend things most of the time, but they don't. Sometimes they take me seriously. But, you know, I don't want to uh, upset or offend anybody. But if it was kept to that, if the, if the discussion around these things was kept to that realm, then I wouldn't even have a problem with it. It's fine. But I do have a problem when people try to tell me that things like posting memes on Facebook or saying something offensive on Twitter, when people try to convince me that it's like the end of the world, that there's nothing more, that there's nothing on earth that's more painful People are being traumatized like this when they use this very elaborate hyperbolic language to describe these things. That's when I'm, my natural instinct kicks in and I'm like, oh, fucking come on, man. <laughs> and you, now, if you tell me how, how very awful it is, now you're kind of forcing me to, you know, poke it with a stick. And I, I don't want to upset anybody, but you're making me, you're making me do this. This is your fault. Because you get so upset about something that's like, like I said, a meme on a Facebook page. This is disgusting and awful, atrocious, fuck this guy. You know, it's just like, calm down. <laughs> calm down a little bit. I mean, please, like we've already established, the man is wearing a cardigan. He's not going to hurt anyone. It's not going to hurt anyone. Nikki Fruit Loops, Boogie Bumper, if you ever offend me, that'll be the fucking day. All right, challenge accepted, you fucking fat cunt. Hey, we off to a good start. <laughs> Nikki Fruit Loops, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the communications director of the Kingdom of Boogie Stand. By the way, you've still got your job, by the way. I'm not going to fire you. I probably should. Pressing, pushing your luck. But <laughs> I won't. Thank you, Nicky Fruit Loops. Um, okay, let's carry on. He's also the subject of a fair trading investigation. How's your electrician business going? Okay. Oh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> What'd you ask me for? <laughs> He's also the subject of a fair trading. So, so I do like those kinds of... To be fair to a current affair, they are good at that shit. When somebody's like an unscrupulous tradesman or whatever, they're pretty good at gathering up people to bitch about it, which is great. Like, I, I, do, I, I personally don't have a problem with that. If someone's a bad operator, uh, I have no problem. Like, if somebody's out there, like, running a company and they're ripping people off and shit, I hate shit like that because I've been ripped off a fucking bunch by people to do jobs and shit. I think everybody has. That's one thing we all have in common. So that's fine. So if they're doing shit like that, I don't have a problem with it. 
but that's not really the premise. They're just using that to kind of add fuel to, to justify what they're about to do to him, I suspect, which is say that he puts offensive things on the internet, therefore he's evil. <laughs> I think that's the angle we're going for here. You know, At 48 seconds into this clip, let's have a look here. Perhaps most disturbing. Oh no, he looks like an outdoorsman as well. Oh no, one of those crazy prepper types, I'm sure. Disturbingly, Simon Hickey is a Holocaust denier. Holocaust denier. Holocaust denier, the neo Nazi Sparky, ladies and gentlemen. He denies things. My goodness. I mean, think about how serious this is. Here we have this historical event, which most people believe uh, happened. And here we have this particular man who doesn't believe it happened. That's it. Stop Stop the fucking presses. We've got to run with this tonight. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? <laughs> Do you care? I don't even know. I didn't, like I said, he's wearing a cardigan. He's wearing a fucking cardigan. Like, I don't, I don't see an army of fucking followers. Like, there's a goose stepping through the streets here. Talking about one guy... You're talking about a guy posting memes on the internet. Really? Come on. Come on. Let's carry on. ...believe, but perhaps most disturbingly... Very disturbing. It's disturbing. ...is a Holocaust denier. You need to produce some evidence that there was a Holocaust. So, so you are a neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> He does have one mate there. Look, one mate's holding up the fake news sign. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind, it's kind of a non sequitur though, isn't it? He said, you need to produce some evidence that there was one. And then the reporter says, oh, so you are a neo-Nazi. And to be fair to the guy, I don't know his level of intelligence. He might be, he might be dumb as a bag of dog shit, this dude. I don't know. But he has the correct reaction, which is to go <laughs> and shake your head. Because like this this is this is fucking this is Twitter interaction on television. This is exactly what it is. Like we were just fucking talking about this on Monday. This is why you don't have fucking arguments on Twitter and think you're solving anything. He says, I want you to provide some evidence. And the other guy says, Oh, so I guess that makes you a Nazi. And it's like, what am I even fucking talking to you for? You're not even you're not even addressing the words that I'm saying. <laughs> so you are a Nazi. Have you that is like such a loaded question. How long have you been a Nazi? <laughs> and then that's why this kind of stuff really is just fucking this is gutter like I love I love the fact that they're attacking this guy because of his very offensive opinions and stuff. That's fine. But this kind of like hacky on the street gotcha stuff, this is fucking trashy as well. Like you're very, you're you're barely better. You know, it's like it's it's like cockroach versus filthy fucking rat. You know, like they're both vermin. <laughs> you might be just slightly higher up on the evolutionary ladder because you've got a bigger budget and wear a suit. But you know, it's you're still like the things that scurry around bins in dark alleys. Feeding on garbage. 
You're not that much better. You need to provide some evidence. Oh, so you are a Nazi. <laughs> that's that's Twitter interactions in being played out in the corporate press in real life. So, so you are a neo-Nazi. <laughs> There's been a very and then disturbing they don't, camp- they, they they keep asking him these questions and then they play other audio over his answer every single time. Why do they keep doing that to him? Why are they doing that to this guy? Don't you see? Now, the problem is, right, the problem is, by me pointing these things out, like the hackiness of the presentation, this will now be enough because there are so many idiots amongst us. This will now be enough to say, because now I'll be accused of defending neo-Nazis. Now I'll be accused of being a Nazi too. Because I'm saying, look at this cheesy fucking uh, hacky journalism here. Uh, look at the ridiculousness, uh, ridiculousness of this. Come on, it's really not that serious. You're, you're carrying on a bit. You're asking loaded questions. You're not even listening to the answer. We can't even hear the answer because you play other audio over it. It's very hacky. Got your stuff. Without, ev- without ever endorsing any view or any policy or any political stance or anything like that, I'll now be accused of being a Nazi too. Because I didn't go along with the with the very obviously fucking low IQ presentation of this clip. Because <laughs> that's the way the system works now. You're either all in or you're all out. And if you don't go along 100%, hey, keep these fucking pricks in line. Don't let them step out of line. Don't let them... Don't let them say things like, hang on, why can't we hear what the guy has to say? Oh, so you're a Nazi sympathizer too, right? Crack that whip and whip them into shape. Lickety fucking split. We've got a consensus to build. (laughs) Carry on. So so you are a neo-Nazi? There's been a very disturbing... (laughs) Carry a monkey in the chat. Be a good lad and give us a couple of goose steps for the camera. (laughs) Pain of Holocaust denial. Okay. He's clearly not wired right. Oh wow, he's not right. He's not At wired right. He's clear. I mean, he's clearly insane. He's clearly insane. He's not wired correctly. There's something wrong with his brain. He should probably be institutionalized. Looks like he's running an electric an electrical company with at least seven employees and four vans. I mean, he's clearly fucking nuts, this dude. <laughs> he's clearly a madman. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, yes, and very true. Last days in the chat. He's got bad wiring. Oh, yeah. Huh? 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 That was that was so clever, I missed it. That's how good it was. That was such a great gag, it passed me by without even noticing. What about... How about that? That's how you can tell a joke is really funny, when most people don't laugh. <laughs> These fucking idiots. Let's carry on. Simon Hickey's small business, Smurf Electrical, Smurf Electrical, unassuming. But look closer. Okay. It's clear the site's owner is nothing short of a racist. This is deeply offensive. So, his business, <laughs> his electrical business apparently is a sponsor of the Daily Stormer. <laughs> How about that? Look at this. <laughs> like a like a paying but he to be fair to him, um, 
he is just like proudly, he's proudly putting it up on his website. Yep, I'm a proud sponsor of the Daily Stormer. He's fucking all in this guy, isn't he? And he's running his own business. I mean, maybe this is a thing too. They they need they kind of need to to destroy people like this. Because if it becomes apparent to people that they can run their own business and then, you know, support whatever, you know, fucking little website or or media outlet or political party or candidate or whatever, if it becomes apparent that people don't have to be afraid because they might have like a little successful business or something, it's like, hey, you're not gonna fire me. I can fucking say what I want. Fuck you, you know. Um if they if that word gets out about that, that would not be a good thing, would it? So we kind of need to make an example of these people, don't we? So you know what? Let's fucking let's get this guy's business. Let's ravage this guy's business. Let's sick let's sick the mob on him. He's posting things on the internet which we find problematic. Yeah, I mean, he's putting in big letters proud sponsor of the fucking Daily Stormer, which is probably not not the smartest move to make. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> But to his credit, he's like, fuck you, I'll do what I want. And maybe because he runs his own business, right? So now it's a case of, well, we have to we have to make an example out of him. We're very sorry. I mean, he's posted one too many offensive memes on Facebook. It's time to ruin his life. <laughs> Goomy. But look closer. It's clear the site's okay. owner clear. is nothing short of a racist. Okay. This is deeply offensive. Uh-huh. It's troubling. Devere Ambramovich is the chairman of the Anti-Defamation Commission, oh. an organisation run by the Jewish community oh. which aims to combat all forms of racism. All of them. Not just anti-Semitism. Not just anti-Semitism, but all racism everywhere. <laughs> but with that being said, though, I think what we need to be honest about is yes the ultimate goal is combating all forms of racism but really shouldn't we be um taking care of anti-semitism first before we do all the other ones because if you think about it it really is the worst form of racism it's worse it's worse than anyone else it's worse than any other form of oppression that anybody else has ever had to suffer I mean, need I remind you of what took place in the early 1940s? Do I need to do that? Of course not. Of course not. So clearly, we can't really address... I don't think we can really address all the other ones until we get a handle on that first, genuinely. Until that point, the racism is probably going to continue in other areas. And I think we should divert all of our focus and all of our attention to weeding these cardigan whites, these cardigan wearing white supremacists out. Because I mean, did you see did you see what was on the site? It was deeply offensive. Deeply. Not just offensive, deeply offensive. Oh. That's extra offensive, isn't it? Yes, that's what it means. Good Jimmy, you're learning. You know that it's extra offensive. It's worse, far worse than we ever could have imagined. See an explosion and a surge in anti-Semitic activity, uh-huh. but also in white supremacist activity. In what might be the right. most bizarre advertising campaign by an Aussie tradie, <laughs> Simon Hickey has made his electrician business the major sponsor of a notorious neo-Nazi website based <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> Look at this guy. 
I mean, the fucking peppy meme, right? I know, I know. But putting that to one side, fucking look at Smurf Electrical. Is just there they are. Fucking whack it. Put us on your website. Fuck them. <laughs> Jesus. And that's an Aussie, by the way. It's an Aussie. I mean, and so next time you want to talk about Aussies being cucked and shit, just think about all of your corporations are probably funding somebody to shut this website down right now. Our business owners are like, let's let's give the Daily Stormer a few bucks. <laughs> I mean, he'll put he's got an SS Peppy on the logo of his company. <laughs> Look at it. A little Peppy in an SS uniform is that's his company's logo. It's fucking this fucking guy. <laughs> Again, I don't. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't find it offensive. I find it fucking hilarious. I do. The whole situation, everything about it is fucking gold to me. I'm I'm sorry that you're upset. I am, genuinely, but I can't pretend to be. I just think it's dumb. You know, but you, that's okay. You go ahead. You go ahead and get really sad and upset. You go ahead and, you know, if you have to, like, let it out, you know. Uh, but, okay, when you're ready to come back and laugh again, then please come and get me. Because I'm <laughs> there, he is on the daily. <laughs> there he is on the daily storm website. Uh... <laughs> Smurf Electrical. Advertising campaign by an Aussie tradie, Simon Hickey has made his electrician business uh -huh. the major sponsor of a notorious <laughs> neo Nazi website based in the United based. States. <laughs> the Daily Stormer, on which Simon Hickey publishes materials and supports, uh, yep. is a cesspool of racism. Cesspool. There are the calls for a race war, the vile references. It's a meme, it's a meme, it's a meme. It's a meme. That's, this is not a call to race war. I mean, look, again, show the show the whole thing because, look, this is how bad they are at this, okay? Look in the top little section of the screen there. They're actually cutting off the top half of the meme, right? They're cutting off the top half of it. So you can only see the, you can only see half of the meme. They're like, look, they're calling for a, they're calling for a race war. I mean, but show us the whole meme then. If it's so obviously what you're telling us, then show us the whole picture. But they don't, because it's just, it's so hacky and bad. And I, I'm, I'm sure it's not hard to genuinely represent uh, this cardigan wearer as a bad person or whatever. Um, if you do it, if you do it honestly. So I don't understand why journalists have to do this hacky shit. I don't. There's no need for it. It's it's like cheat. It's like it's like if you're if you're the New York Yankees and you're playing against a little league team of kids in wheelchairs and you still cheat anyway, right? There's no need to cheat. Just just play your natural game. You could probably even take it a little bit easy and you'll still walk all over them. Ah, see what I did there? But no, gotta cheat anyway. Why? Just, anyway. Race war, 
the vile references to Jewish people and the outrageous denials that the World War II Holocaust ever occurred. I believe there were no gas chambers. If you look at the symbol that uh, this electrician uses on his website, it's actually of a Nazi guard mm -hmm. standing outside Auschwitz. Uh, sir, it's actually of Pepe. It's actually Pepe. It's a, it's a Pepe Nazi guard, which means, you know, uh, what's generally accepted, as it was, you know, a few years ago at least, when Pepe is also a part of the image, it means don't take it too seriously. That's what it means. So it's, it's not necessarily, it's not an image of a Nazi guard out the front of Auschwitz. It's, a, it's an image of a Nazi Pepe out the front of Auschwitz, which changes what it is. Now it's something different. Now it's, now it's probably in existence purely to get a reaction out of you because it's Pepe. It's Pepe. That's what he does. That's what it's for. You know, I don't know why we need to explain this to people. But again, then again, we do live in a time when uh, the corporate media openly admits that turning the OK sign into a white power sign was a troll started on a ramen cooking board. They openly admit that that's what it was, but they continue to enforce it anyway because it was a troll, but now people take it seriously because, you know, that's what we say. That that's this. These are the bizarre times we're living in. <laughs> Let's carry on here. There's just no place for that racism in modern society. Simon. There's no place for it's, it's, it's current. It's, it, I mean, racist. the reporter is you. The, the reporter is doing the current year meme, ladies and gentlemen. There's no place for that in modern society, Simon. <laughs> There's no place. For that. It's 2021. It's current year. We used to think we we once upon a time we put a man on the moon. You know. We used to think the earth was flat. Now we know better. <laughs> Simon, it's, it's current year, mate. So that's just no longer acceptable in modern society. This guy is speaking. On, do you want Press one in the chat if you want this reporter speaking on behalf of modern society. Press two in the chat if you think he should not speak on behalf of modern society and all that it entails. Tell me what you think. Press one in the chat if you think this this reporter should be determining what is what is and what is not allowable in modern society. Because I don't think he probably should. I don't think you're fucking qualified, mate. How about that? I mean, what do you do? You you chase cardigan wearers down the street and harass them about things that they post on the internet. That's great. Okay, good job. You can do your job. That's fine. But I don't think that it's up to you what's allowed and what's not allowed. Shit for brains. Ah, oh, we just can't do that in modern society. Who the fuck are you? The Earth president? Shut your fucking mouth. No, I don't care what you fucking think people should be and should not be allowed to do. You're a fucking bottom feeder. You're a bottom feeding hack fucking journalist chasing a guy around the street. <laughs> Who cares what you think? Shit for brains. Fuck off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any other reasonable answer to him. In that regard, he might be <laughs> Sinister Charlie correctly. He might be the Earth President Boogie. He might be. We just don't know yet. He will reveal himself maybe one day. Where were we? 
there's been a very disturbing oh, well past of this. Holocaust denial. Outrageous denials that Outrageous the world denial. Holocaust ever occurred. His website. Winning TV with a diamond, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Did the reporter bring his own protesters too? That no, no, he's I think that's a protester for this for the, this guy. I think it is. Or no, actually, good question. You should it shouldn't be this confusing, should it? Look at this. Okay, so the guy at oh, you could be right. At first I thought the guy holding up the sign was a friend of the cardigan wearer. But now that you mention it, maybe he's not. Maybe he's on the side of the media. Like, maybe he's the person who who sent the media this tip or something. Like, hey, look at this fucking guy. Look at this electrician. Look at this son of a bitch. Maybe he's that. I don't, I don't know now that you come to mention it. So I'll ask the chat again. Press one in the chat if you think the guy holding the sign is on the side of the Nazi electrician. <laughs> Press two in the chat if you think he's against the Nazi electrician. Because I don't know. Genuinely. Because he could be he could be accusing um the corporate he could be accusing the media team of being fake news but he could also be accusing this guy of being fake news too right because that's that's we're in idiocracy already you would say to this gentleman but he's not even he doesn't even work in the media and they'd say he's fake news he's an anti-semite he posts offensive he's fake news <laughs> you know you go you don't really know who you're dealing with these days anymore unfortunately Okay, it's it's kind of split, one and two. See, now this brings me to my ultimate point. I'm glad that the vote was split one and two because one, it shows me, it gives me the confidence to know that I'm not going out on a limb here and I'm not going crazy, that it is kind of hazy and it's not just me, but it's everyone else as well. Um, but also it, it, it makes me happy to know because now we know <laughs> when you're constructing a banner, when you're constructing a protest sign, it really helps if you're not ambiguous. Like this might have taken him all day to make this sign. It's it, isn't there a Simpsons gag when they're protesting and they're like, "Hang on, are they for the protesters or against the protesters?" <laughs> right? <laughs> because of the the thing that they're chanting, they can't. You don't really know what side they're on. <laughs> so this is not. This would this is an example of not an effective message to use at a mostly peaceful protest. You it should be clear which side you're on. Unless you're protesting on be, on behalf of centrism and procrastination. Then then that's fine. Imagine if you go down to a protest with a sign that says can't we all just get along. <laughs> <laughs> How about this for an experiment? Why don't we try this approach? I like solutions here on the show. What if we try this approach? So next time that there's some kind of riot or some kind of violent clash of protesters, why don't we go down there with signs that say, can't we be friends? <laughs> right? We'll march in between them. How about, how about we'll go down there so the 
they just say the communists are fighting the fascists okay we want communism we want fascism fuck you fuck you we'll throw bottles of piss we're going to get into a punch up it's going to be there's going to be flares being thrown it's going to be all crazy we go down there with our signs that say come on guys we don't need to do this like that that'll be the protest sign why can't we all get along (laughs) enough have a sign that says enough with the fighting already A sign that says, I want to be your friend. <laughs> Can't we be friends? Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Exactly. I find that hard to believe. But perhaps most disturbing. Offensive. It's troubling. It's troubling. It's offensive. It's deeply disturbing. Website best ever occurred. People says the wider community. This is the electrician outside court when he was charged with using super glue to seal shut the doors of a suburban real estate office. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what's going on with this guy. He super glued shut the real estate office. <laughs> He sounds like a bit of a creative pest, doesn't he? <laughs> well, she's been sending me harassing text messages for the last month about money that's not owed. He was Fair also enough. accused of harassing his property manager and cutting the phone lines to the building. Whoa. All because of an alleged dispute over his rent payments. Okay, it's a real fucking shithole, bud, isn't it? Look at it. Look at this filthy fucking hole here. Look at this. Look at this hovel. <laughs> that that doesn't even look fit for squatting. This fucking place. I wonder what the rent is. Rent payments. We um, didn't have any internet or any um, sort of, I guess, communications, and we're wondering what was going on. Kate Grimes runs the cafe next door to the real estate office, and she says her business suffered financially when the wires were cut. And the real estate came in next door and said, did you see anyone hanging around? And I said, well, what's happened? And they said, all our locks had been super glued. When Simon hit... (laughs) Fucking hell. He super glued all of the locks. Yeah, pass the potato with a fair point, I think. Okay, he's out of control. I think he is out of control. He's definitely out of control. He also wears cardigans. And he also is a sponsor of the Daily Stormer website. (laughs) And not even a sponsor of the Daily Stormer. It looked as though he was the sponsor of the Daily Stormer. (laughs) How many people that read the Daily Stormer would have assumed that it was a fake company? And here is here's this guy. He's he is actually running an electrical business. <laughs> you know what? I would probably hire him, not as an endorsement of any of his uh, particular views or anything like that, but I would probably hire him because after this story, he's going to have a lot of spare time in his calendar. <laughs> you know what I mean? After this story, there's people are now going to people are going to be like, well, I don't want a current affair knocking on my door. I can't hire this guy. So he's probably going to do a really fucking good job because he's got so much spare time. I would hire him now. You ring any other electrician. Um, can you come out and check? Like, I've got this thing going on with my water heater. I don't understand. One of my solar panels is on the blink. Yeah, huh, my air conditioning isn't working, and I can't get it. I need to get another stocket installed. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. You ring fucking Smurf Electrical, he's going to be like, mate, what are you doing? I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm ready to go. 
No, no, I'm not even busy. I've just been posting fucking memes on Facebook. I've I've been in, I've been on 4chan talking about the race war, but I can do it this afternoon. I mean, I'm just going to finish uploading this bit shoot. It takes forever. As soon as that's done, I'll come straight over. And then he shows up like two weeks later. Just just finished. Thank you, bit shoot. Thank you, bit shoot, for being so prompt. Uh, by the way, if you want to watch full show replays, go to rumble.com. Because that's working. <laughs> rumble.com and then type the daily boogie into the search and then you'll bring up the replays. I've been uploading to Rumble for the last couple of weeks um, because BitChute's been a fucking hot mess. And it just, it's not working at all for me. So I just, I lost patience. I'm like, okay, that's enough now. Maybe I'll go back to it later on if it starts working again, but I'm not going to, I'm not holding my breath. In the spirit of 420 now, now to be known as George Floyd Day, I'm not holding my breath. Uh, All right, tell you what, I've had enough. Let's get out of here. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. I'm not going to be here on Friday. I've got somewhere I need to be on Friday, uh, unfortunately. So that's it from me for this week. But thank you to everyone who contributed tonight on DLive, on Streamlabs. Uh, I'll just check the other place, but I don't think anything happened because it would have made a noise, and I don't think it made a noise. No, all good. So, uh, all right, thank you to everyone. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. I'll be back on Monday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Until then... Stay calm, stay rational. Hey, Small Green Ant, I'll see you now. If that's the Small Green Ant, follow Small Green Ant, one of the fucking funniest guys. I had the pleasure of doing a uh, Joy of Pessy stream with him for Christmas, like a Christmas special, and one of the best streams that I've ever been on. Unfortunately, bit shoot was such that we couldn't get a... I would have loved to have watched the replay because I had so much fun, but um, we couldn't get a replay because bit shoot was being a cunt. So anyway, it's lost to the ages now. But anyway, uh, all right, Monday night. Don't forget, follow our friends. Everybody's favorite lover of French women, I think, will be on later. Irrational Times next week. Coffee Talk with Sandra. Major Tom. Joy of Pessy. Winning TV. Iceman4433. Uh, don't forget about the Kimmy Show. You got a Kimmy Show? Don't forget about the Kimmy Show. Avril Persephone, DCS. JJ Stoner. Tip of the hat. Daywave. Uh, Lois Ropez. You fucking crazy bitch stealing my bit. It's Lois Ropez. It was always Lois Ropez here on this show anyway, so fuck you. Uh, we're not going to be shamed out of not doing it anymore. So, on that note, till Monday night, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, and how could I forget Sunday Night Shit Show as well. Don't forget the Sunday Night Shit Show. Definitely do not forget about the Sunday Night Shit Show.